message. And if you give me 25 minutes, I'll give you the word. In the book. I sound like a preacher today. In the book of 2 Samuel, we will see a historic moment with the chief praiser of the Bible. If there's a praiser ever, it's this guy. If there's anybody that set the precedent of praise, it's this guy. He's the son of Jesse, the grandson of Obed. He's the great grandson of Boaz. He's the great, great grandson of a man by the name of Sam. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying. He comes from a lineage of good praisers, of people who had the heart of God. And as a young boy, he was different from the rest of his brothers. His brothers were soldiers, strong, strapping, sinewy guys, while he was a young preteen in the fields with a harp writing songs. Dancing in front of sheep, called the strange one, called odd, called a little weird, but he was called by God. I don't hear y'all. Called by God. God had his hand on him. God was dealing with him. God had a purpose for him. God moved upon him. He knew God. Is there anybody in here that knows God? And sometimes your knowledge of God makes you seem a little weird to people that don't understand. Sometimes your experience with God makes you seem a little off to people that don't understand. But the truth of the matter is you're not trying to impress anybody but God. Did you hear me? You are not trying to impress anybody but let the opinion of man be whatever they want it to be. Think about me whatever you want. Say about me whatever you care to say. But the bottom line is can I bless you? Can I bless you? Can I bless you? So in this, we are going to read about a time where this man had matured and went from a shepherd, a shepherd boy, to the king. You're talking about your story of prominence and, 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 and promotion from nothing to something. This young man from the sheepfold, anointed by God and anointed by Samuel, given the task of tearing down giants and destroying enemies, given the art to be able to deal with assault and not respond to the assassination attempts of a king when he could have easily caused the king's death. But he had a relationship. When you had no God, there are things that happen that God will give you the grace to endure. I'm trying to build a story here. 
There, there's some things that you would not have taken in your fleshly man. Some things that you wouldn't have put up with in that carnal God. Some things you would have set straight, but your relationship with God causes you to close your mouth and open your eyes and watch God work. Look at somebody and say, watch my God work. I ain't got to say nothing. Watch God work. I don't have to do anything. Watch what God does. Watch my God work. For if God is for me, if God is for me, who can be against me? Ah! And now he sits upon a throne. The former king, Saul, is dead. And now David reigns. But in the reign of David, he says, I do not want to rule over Israel without the same presence that I had in the field, the same worship and the same God that was with me out in the sheepfold. I need him in this place of prominence. I don't want to do this without God. That's when you know you really got a relationship. No matter what goes on, I don't want to do it without and I, I, I need his presence in Israel. Somebody say, I need his presence. I need his presence. So what I want to do is I want to send the Levites to Obed-Edom's house. Go to Obed-Edom's house and, and the ark is resident there. Before we start this rain, bring the presence of God. I, I don't want to be where God was. I want to be where God is. David said God was here, but now they've taken the ark. Bring God back here. For I made a house for him. I made a house for the ark. I made a place for it to reside. But I can't start without God. Somebody say, I can't do it without God. Can't, 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 can't. I tried, but I can't do it without God. He sends and he brings the ark back. Waiting for the ark. And somebody tells David. He said, I see the Levites coming. And they've got the ark on their shoulders. David, I'm sorry. David gets so excited about, but wait a minute, you're king. There's a protocol, there's a dignity that you've got to carry. There is a, there's a reserve and a conservative way that you've got to act because now you are royalty. But before I was royalty, I'm a worshiper. I was praising God before I became a teenager. And when the presence of God came back into Israel and they told David, that the ark is coming through the gate. The Bible said David, in all of his regalia, jumped over the balcony, jumped onto the street and ran to the gate because he wanted to be the first one to worship. Y'all not hearing me. You can't wait for people to worship. 
you got to praise him for yourself and if people don't catch on oh so well, let it be but the truth of the matter I'm not going to hold back my praise because you dead I'm not going to hold back my praise because you're not on fire I'm going to praise him because I know who he is oh God and Samuel second Sam I'm sorry I'm going too far and second 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 Samuel, the sixth chapter, 15th verse. The 15th verse, it just simply said, So David and all the house of Israel, the whole country, brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting. That means when they saw the ark coming into the gates of Jerusalem, all Israel that was surrounding the walls of Jerusalem waiting for this holy occasion saw the Levites and they started shouting started dancing started praising you better understand that when the presence of God is made known the children rejoice oh I wish I had somebody the children rejoice so they brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of the trumpet. And as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Micah, Saul's daughter, David's wife, the daughter of the former king, who God snatched the kingdom out of his hand. Saul's daughter looked through a window at David. She looked at her husband and saw King David leaping and dancing. He wasn't just dancing. He was twirling. He was jumping. He was so celebrative that he got everybody around him praising. If a leader don't praise, the leader don't have an experience. Be careful when a leader don't praise God. Just sit with his legs crossing. Uh, no, no. If my leader ain't praising him, there's something wrong in the camp. Y'all better hear what I'm telling you. If you look at Moses, Moses was a leader. And Moses was a praiser. Miriam didn't start the praise. Moses did. And Miriam picked up the praise after Moses started. After God did the Red Sea experience, Moses starts singing in front of three million Hebrews. Moses starts singing, I will sing unto the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and the rider thrown into the sea. The Lord, my God, my strength, my song has become my salvation. And Miriam heard the song, grabbed the tambourine, got the daughters of Zion, and they sang the song of Moses. A worshiping leader. I'm sorry. And Miriam looked through a window and saw King David leaping and dance. Dancing before the Lord. And she 
hated him. Despised him for his praise. In 1 Samuel, you'll read about how when she met David, she loved him. She loved him. But now that he's become this common type of praiser, you're not like my father. I didn't, I didn't buy into this. She despised him. And they brought the ark of the Lord and set it in its place in the midst of the tabernacle that David had pitched for it. And David offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Lord. And as soon as David had made an end of offering, burnt offerings and peace offerings, he blessed the people. He blessed the people. For he first blessed God and then turned around and blessed the people. That's what a leader does. Leader blesses God by obeying God, by praising God, by living holy before God. And then turns around and blesses the people. He blessed the people in the name of the Lord of hosts. And he dealt among all the people, even among the whole multitude, the whole country of Israel, as well as the women as men, to everyone he gave a cake of bread, and he also gave a good piece of flesh to the whole country, and a flagon of wine. If the United States government would get the presence of the Lord, we wouldn't have to worry about them sitting trying to decide on a three and a one trillion dollar stimulus to get their economy going because the Holy Ghost would lead them on how to bless a nation. Hear me, Haziel? If our government was holy, if, if David could feed all of Israel, if our government was holy, we would be able to meet the needs of America. I'm going too far. Gave them a cake of bread and gave them a piece of flesh and a flagon of wine. So all the people departed, everyone to his own house. And then David, after he blessed God and blessed the people, came to bless his own home. Because a good praiser got to bless their home with praise. If you praise them more in here than you do at home, you faking it. If you praise them more strongly here than you do in your own home, it's a pretense for the people. The real praise is in your secret place. The real praise is in the privacy of your home. The real praise is in your bedroom. The real praise is while you're driving your car and don't nobody hear you. And then I got 15 more minutes and then David returned to bless his household. He thought he was going to come home and bring that praise into the palace to sanctify the palace. And when he got home, he met his wife. The daughter of Saul came out to meet David and said how glorious 
was the king of Israel today. You uncovered yourself today in the eyes of the handmaidens of your servants. You did what my daddy would have never done. As one of, you acted like one of the homeless people and shamelessly uncovered yourself. Acted like some commoner and uncovered yourself and dropped your royal robe. And David said unto Cal, I didn't do this for you. I didn't even know you were watching me, girl. I didn't do this to make you happy. I didn't do this to please people. I didn't do this before Israel. I did this like I did in the sheepfold. I did like I did in front of the sheep. I did like I did it in my daddy's backyard. I feel the anointing here. I I, I, I reverted back to who I really am. It wasn't for you, dear. I did this before the Lord. I did this. When you praise God, you're not praising him just to join him here. You're praising him as an audience of one. You're praising him because God is watching. You're praising him because you love him. You praise him because you know who he is. You praise him because he is your God. And you are his son. You are his daughter. Do I have any praisers here? And whether my neighbor to the left or the right of me appreciates it or not, if you don't want me to praise God, you sit next to the wrong person. Because I'm about to really get on your nerves. I'm going to really make you, make you work for this seat. I'm going to make you realize that I'm not just here just to please people. I'm here because God has been good to me. It's been a whole week that God has kept me. It's just another day that the Lord has blessed me. And I got a praise in my belly. I'm trying my best to hold back right now. But there's somebody that you're sitting next to. You need to check them out. You need to do a praise check. You need to sit down and say, hallelujah. And if they don't say nothing, move your seat. Find somebody who will respond with the same kind of zeal. Because it's going to be a praise explosion in here. Wow, God. Oh, God. And David said unto Michal, it was before the Lord that I worshiped. The Lord who chose me over your daddy. Because your daddy didn't worship. So God chose me over your daddy. I don't hear. And he chose me over all of your daddy's house. He chose me over Jonathan. He chose me over everybody in your household because I was a praiser, because I honored him. Y'all don't hear me. Your praise can get you into some great position. Your praise is your promotion. Your praise to God can get God's attention. Your praise brings God down into your situation. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Don't you ever let your situation rob you of your praise. Praise God in the middle of it. 
I got five minutes. It's before the Lord that I praise God. The same God who chose me over your father. Same God that chose me over all of his house. And appointed me ruler over the people of the Lord, over Israel. Therefore, I'm not praying for you. I play before the Lord. He still got his harp. He's still playing music sitting on the throne. Because no matter how big his throne is, it's not bigger than God's. No matter what your degree, it's not bigger than God's. I'm trying to help somebody here. He said, I'm going to continue to play before God. And he said, and I will yet be even more vile than this. In other words, if you think I was bad today, wait till I wake up with a brand new mercy. Wait till God touches me in the morning and gives me another day. I'm going to praise him with more zeal than I did. When I see God's grace extended to me one more time, there's another praise in me. If you think I'm bad today, you're going to hate me tomorrow because I'm going to see God do wonders. I'm going to see God's miracles. I'm going to see God's provision. I will see God's breakthrough. I will see the hand of God. Somebody praise God right now. I said somebody praise God right now. Oh, you're missing your mark. You're missing your opportunity. I forgot to give you. I forgot to give you my thing today. I got so caught up that I forgot to give you my thing. My thing today is four words. Watch me praise him. Wait a minute. Why would you say that? Because people got their eye on you while you're going through your struggle. There's somebody that's paying attention to you to see how you're going to come through this thing. There's a Mikhail that's looking through a window to see what you're doing. Well, if you're going to watch me, if you got your eye on me, then watch me give him glory. Watch me extol him. Watch me exalt him. Watch me praise him. Somebody? Anybody? Anybody here gonna praise? <laughs> watch me. 
Watch. Keep your eye on me. I'll show you how to praise him. I'm going to go back to that same king. That same worshiping king. And he wrote a song that said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continue be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble. There are people going through struggle that will be inspired by your praise. The humble are those who have been humbled by situations, humbled by heartache, humbled by death, humbled by struggle, humbled by poverty. When they see you who've gone through poverty, gone through sickness, gone through struggle, gone through hurt, when they see you still praising, they will bless God. It will inspire them. The humble will hear them and be glad. You can help somebody out of their depression just by praising God. I don't hear anybody here. Anybody here ever been inspired by watching somebody else praise? Anybody? Anybody ever catch a hold of it by watching somebody else praise? The humble will hear thereof and be glad. You will make those who have been humbled by situations glad by watching you praise God in and out of your situation. And then when the humble are glad, you can tell them, come on, now you magnify the Lord with me. Now, now that you've learned and you've seen me praise him, come on, join me. Magnify the Lord with me and let us together exalt his name. Let us join up and exalt his name so somebody else humble can catch on and they can join the praise. I'm trying to end this thing. Your enemy needs to see you praise God. <laughs> your praise is a weapon. Your, your praise causes walls to fall. I'm trying to get through this. Your praise causes walls that erected around you to fall. Your praise confounds your enemies. Your enemies don't understand how you can go through something. They put you through. Demonic and natural enemies. They put you through. And they don't understand how you still got a smile. How you still got your joy. They don't understand how you can still raise your hands. I thought I made you cry. You did make me cry, but you didn't make me give up. Ah, you 
captain. Look at somebody say, watch me praise him. Still got one good praise left. I confound my enemies, what you call your haters. Whether it's spiritual or natural, your haters can't understand your praise. Because they were waiting to see you fall. They were waiting to see you give up. They thought that you were crushed by their advance, their attack, their assault, by their words. They thought that they had humbled you. They thought they marginalized you. They thought that they pushed you into the back. They thought that they hindered you. They thought that they could stop you. They could stifle you. They could stymie you. But you got something more than they understood. You got your praise. I don't hear nobody. And if I can't praise him here, I'll praise him wherever I go. But I got a praise that cannot be denied. Amen. When you got a praiser, you got a tiger by the tail. Enemies need to see you praise. The humble need to see you praise. And then your household needs to see you praise. You need to do what my grandmother did. Go through every room of the house. Praise God. Rub the door. Anoint the beds. Let it pray. Mama, what's wrong with you? Ain't nothing wrong with me. Everything's right with me. I'm going to make sure everything's right with you too. I'm going to praise God so that you remember me. You're going to remember me. You're going to tell the story when I'm long gone. My mama was a praiser. My daddy was a worshiper. I'm going to set the precedent and you're going to follow me. Little do you know you're going to do what I'm doing. I'm setting the stage for you. Fight me now if you want to. But soon you're going to join me. We're going to magnify the Lord together. Every room. Bless every room. Praise God in the bathroom. Praise God in the kitchen. Praise God in the dining room. Praise God in the bedroom. Praise God in the garage. Praise God in the linen closet. Praise him throughout the whole house. Let the children hear you in the early morning. Like I used to hear my mother speaking in tongues in her bedroom. You're about to hear, you got to set a testimony for your children to remember. Hallelujah. Don't you hold back in the home. Praise them until they feel it. Praise them until they know something's going on. Praise them until God comes in the house. Praise them until they run into their room and close their doors. Praise Don't hold back the praise. Then, finally, you ought to praise him in front of your problem. Your problem thought that it could be the dominant force in your life. 
but you need to turn the table on your problem. You need to look your problem dead in the eye and say, if you're going to be here, watch me. Watch me praise him. Oh, watch me. I had leukemia in 1991. I was diagnosed with leukemia. And the doctor found my white blood cells were all the way up here. My electrocytes and leukocytes and all that kind of stuff. Left side swole up, bleeding internally. And I would make them take me to church. Go sit on the second row. By the second row so I could hold on to the pew in front of me. And I would hold on to the pew and when a dance broke out, I would get up and I would say loud, if you're going to be here, watch me praise you and weaken my body. Hold on to the pew and just dance. Because you got to put your praise where your mouth is. You got to put that praise out there in front of your problem and let your problem know that my praise is greater than my problem. I can praise him in this situation and I can praise my way out of this situation. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. I don't have to be well to praise him. I'll make my sickness watch me praise him. I told you at the beginning of the service that a month and a half ago, I suffered, well, for the last month and a half, I've suffered three minor strokes. Three minor strokes. Sitting in my office, doing my radio show. And the left side of my face started going numb. My words started to slur. Couldn't formulate my words. Left arm started getting weak. I said, oh Jesus, came out here on that Sunday, fell out in the pulpit as we were recording, singing. Some of y'all was in here. They took me to the hospital. They ran tests on me, found blood clots in my subclavicle. He's a wonderful God. How can you say that and say he's a wonderful God? because that doesn't stop God from being God. God is still God. And as I lay there on the bed, I had to give God a praise. Hallelujah. After my son Tyler left him, before my sister Marlene came, I'm sitting in the bed and I'm saying, I don't know what's going to happen. But God, I can't praise you if I'm paralyzed. You got to make your bargain with God. I can't praise you if I'm paralyzed. If you want some more praise out of me, God, let this pass by. God, give me back my strength. And I'm standing here because my praise was my weapon. You got to learn, use that weapon. Praise God. He'll extend your days. Can I get a good praiser real quick? 
I gotta stop. I gotta stop. When I went to bed last night, it tried to happen again. But if he did it before, my praise will make him do it again. So I sat on my bed and I lifted up my hands. I laid my hands on the points of, uh, of contact with where the pain was and, and on my face when I started feeling the numbness. And I said, not again, never again. In the mighty name of Jesus. God, you're wonderful. God, you're glorious. God, I exalt you. God, I lift up my both hands and I and I give you the praise. Went to bed. Woke up this morning. God said, go preach the nine o'clock service. I told Pastor Chris, I got the nine o'clock. Made him stay back and I came in just to defy the enemy just to glorify God and to speak my own healing I praise God so you gotta watch me praise him watch me give him glory watch me defy the enemy watch me make my boasts in the Lord and there's somebody else here that needs to do the same thing if you know you got a testimony put a praise on it right now Put a praise on it. Don't hold back. Don't hold back. Oh, put a praise on it. Oh, put a praise on it. Jesus. my 62nd birthday. I'm going into my 62nd year with a praise. Y'all hear what I said? I'm going in with a praise. And I want everybody right now just to offer a praise up to God. Just shout, just shout.
I made up my mind. If God gives me the grace to see the new year, I'm going in with a praise. <laughs> my purpose will be fulfilled. I will accomplish what God gave me the purpose to do. Because I'm going to praise my way. I'm going to continue to obey God and give him glory. And I'm going to give him all of the honor. Everyone, everyone standing in. Everyone. Today was an extraordinary day. Extraordinary. The service began with praise. The message was to inspire you to praise. For there are people watching. And it's not to impress them. It's to bless them. It is all unto God. Praise unto the Lord. My beloved, my brothers and sisters, listen. I admonish you never to allow your situation to cause you to forget the potent weapons that you have. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not they're not physical. They're not the artillery that is known to man. The weapons of our warfare are powerful through God. One of those weapons is our praise. You see what praise did to Jericho. And the reason why that was chronicled is so that we could use that as evidence and an example. You see what praise did to a Red Sea? Moses stood in front of three million people and he praised God. He eulogized God. He boasted on God. Stand still, let your emotions be quiet and see the salvation of the Lord. He will show to you this day for the Egyptians that you see before you today you will see them again no more forever for the Lord shall fight for you he's praising God for the Lord shall fight for you for the Lord shall fight for you and you shall hold your peace you shall hold your peace that doesn't just mean you shall be quiet it means that you will have peace in this. I am totally convinced that my praise to this great God got me through. You move mountains. Perform the 
God's praise. You're giving him the praise for your existence. You move mountains. You cause walls to fall with your power. Perform my miracle, my healing. Yeah. There is nothing that's impossible. And we're standing only because Make sure you do. And let people watch you praise God. Let your problem watch you praise God. Keep that praise in your mouth. Let this praise continually be in your mouth. Amen.